Y'all niggas got me hot. Is we live? Is we live? Is we live? Yes, yes, you're now tuned into the rare podcast. And of course, I am your host with the most NK, aka NK Flows, aka the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. And we got a special guest today. But before we get to the special guest, let me introduce my co host for today, Jake. Jason. Jason, we got the ladies on the phone today. Say hello. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? There we go. <laughs> I thought no one was Hi, there guys, for a second, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got, we got, we got, we got friend of the show always, my bro Z. What are you saying, guys? How are you? Mm, mm, mm. And how we got, are we? Hey. Hi, Zach. Hey. I miss you guys. <laughs> and of course, let, without no further ado, let the special guest introduce yourself. Introduce yourself, bro. Tell the people what you do. You know, just a brief introduction to who you are. Before I start that, I'd like to say that was a really good intro, man. <laughs> thank that you. Well, catchy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, my name's Delfino. I make art, mainly music videos and any other kind of like visual stuff like photography, Mm-mm-mm. some digital art. But yeah, just make videos. I'm a skateboarder as well. That's a huge part of my identity, you know? Okay. Because without skateboarding, I wouldn't be here right now. How long have you been skating for? Bro, I've been skating since I was seven. Okay. I'm 24 now, so. Right. Damn. A lot of scrapes, man, on my arms. <laughs> and shit. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, a huge Tony Hawk fan. Or is, that, or is that what the casual yeah. say? <laughs> Tony Hawk's cool, but I think it's a bit overrated, isn't it? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not really a skating man like that. So the first one, <laughs> the first person when it comes to skating, I think Tony Hawk in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to have you on, bro. It's I a appreciate pleasure. you guys having me here, man. First of all, boys, you know, we like to start things off with a little casual conversation. So, Jixon? Um, yeah, I was saying Justice League. I don't know if anybody's watched it here. but nah. I don't think so. But the thing is... Four hours is a really long movie. I have even watched Lord of the Rings and that was three hours long. I don't know how somebody can sit through four hours of Justice League. And DC you, movies are dead. <laughs> I don't know how people are watching that. Yeah. I feel like I have to watch it in like two, over two days. I like watch two hours the first day and watch two hours the next day. Yeah, four hours of my day sitting. just to one movie. Like mm. the, no, sorry. I don't know who they think they were. <laughs> who they thought they long. were. Do you know what it is about DC? DC movies are usually like they hit or miss. Like, there's usually a good one and a bad one. A good one and a bad one. Justice League, I'm interested to see, like, what what this version um brings different to the other version. Because the first Justice League movie that Terrible. came out was mediocre. And it's always, like, interested to see, like, the director's initial artistic vision when it, came yeah. to, when it comes to stuff on screen. So I'll watch it eventually, but four hours. But Is from- Aquaman in it? Yeah, all of them are in it. The, okay, cool. the, the trailer. Like the trailer, I don't even like it. So I don't like the way it looks. It just looks too dark. And the CGI looks terrible as usual. Like DC CGI is the worst thing I've ever seen. From watching, so what's that one? Ben Affleck's Batman, that was terrible. Superman, terrible. Justice League. Wonder Woman was right. Wonder Woman, but I could tell CGI. It was boring. And I could tell something in CGI, I hate it. But Wonder Woman was a good movie, but the second one was terrible. I didn't watch the second one. The second one was literally about a man that stole a box to give people wishes. And I was oh, like, what man. kind of storyline is that? Don't do that. <laughs> don't it was so that. bad. Nah, I don't know. Marvel are coming out of Division, and this is what you want to do. 
I've, I still need to watch One Division, you know. One Division is and so, so good. It's so great. I'm hearing, it's yeah, so with One Division. It doesn't make sense until like the fourth episode. See, but the thing that's is, the thing, that's the thing that makes it so great. It's yeah. like when you watch it all the, all the episodes together, then you it makes sense. But when you watch like the first three, it's like, um, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Like, the first three episodes, like, uh, what, what's going on? Like, the first three episodes are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you, yeah, wait, have you finished it? No. Okay, I can't say. Yeah, it, but yeah. when it gets to one episode, when you realize why. They were all sitcoms in the, like why they were all going through the yeah, times yeah, of different yeah, sitcoms. It makes sense. But it's like with the show. But the thing is, like, I like yeah. No, like with the show, there's okay. like different things that you need to just pay attention to. Like that's why you need to watch yeah. it over and over again if you don't get it. Or watch one of them YouTube videos where they just dissect a whole episode. Man, like Charlie Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I like that they did it differently. How they started it off like as a sitcom, so you don't really understand what's going on. And then later on the episodes, you like. It makes sense, mm. but like, because usually with other episodes and other series, it's like they just tell you from the beginning, blah blah blah. This is what's gonna happen, but you actually have to watch it and like pay attention. But yeah. I prefer that because they, mm. they switched it up. Mm. What type of movies are you into, Delfino? Like, because you're like, because 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 when I went on your page, like for those of you who don't like go on his page, he's got a lot of great art. But um, you're a videographer from um, and I've seen like what inspires you to like. Um, what inspires you to like make your videos and like are there any movies out there that have inspired you or other pieces of like visual art that have just like contributed to your craft? Bro, my biggest inspiration is my uncle. Mm. My uncle's a fashion photographer, isn't it? Mm. So he, 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 without him, I wouldn't be where I am today, innit? Mm. So shout out to him. Just like I come from a family of like very artistic people. Mm. You know, like everyone in my family supports creativity to like the fullest degree. It's hi- high up there, innit? Mm. Like, my parents think that being creative is just as important as, like, having a lot of money in it. Okay. I think that's a good value that I've been mm. for my family. But inspiration, man, yeah. Like, like I said, skateboarding is a huge part of my life. Mm. Like, the skate culture just brings out so much inspiration, man. Now, what aspects of skate culture, particularly like, for people who don't know? It's like, it's skate culture has this very, like, DIY aspect to it. Mm. You have to do it yourself, innit? Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got to do the kickflip yourself. And yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you you look at concrete different. That sounds really weird. But, like, <laughs> you'll see a ledge, yeah? Or, like, a bench. And you'll see if you can skate it. Okay. Try a different trick on it. So, just that approach, you look at things in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More of an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like how an architect sees a building, innit? Yeah. Like, an architect, when he's building that building, he's judging how the light's going to hit it. Yeah. And how it changes through the day. Yeah. So, yeah, man, just... So, you look at a world like, like not abstract, <coughs> but, like, you kind of see the little nuances that most people don't really get to see. Exactly. And that's... that's skate culture's con- contribute to that, right? Exactly. You look at yeah. the floor a lot as well. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, is that smooth enough to skate? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you focus on little rocks, because little rocks just... Got mess you up. Yeah, as soon as they get caught in the wheel, you're going flying in it. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm scared about. Skating. I can't lie. See, you see me like when it comes to falling down. When it comes to falling down and stuff, I can't hide that stuff. See bruises on black skin. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's terrible. Oh, not on this melanin. And I have to get band aids that don't match my complexion. Like, nah, man. relax, relax. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, talk. talk. Continue talking about your other like your other influences as well. Oh, graffiti is a huge influence. Mm. I love graffiti because like the simple like that when you do graffiti, you look at things in a different way as well. Mm. You look at what walls you can 
put your name on. Mm. That's got a big culture. Skateboarding, like skateboarding, graffiti, and hip hop, they're all interlinked. You know what I mean? I feel like skating has influenced a lot of other cultures as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, talk about like, look, even like Travis Scott, you remember when he did that little skateboarding thing? No, no, He no. released like them, them dunks. Oh, and what he had like um, skate insignia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like even that, man, like influence him and like how many people does he influence, you know? Mm. Like it's all linked, you know? Mm. Yeah, but graffiti is definitely one of them for sure. Because sure. I remember I tuned into a live you were on um, the other day and you said like, in terms of like graffiti, there's like kind of like, not a war, but there's a kind of like, a disagreement between like street art and an actual graffiti. Like, can you can you delve into that more? Like, where, where do you think that like parallel comes between the street art and the graffiti? Because you said like those mm. two worlds don't necessarily align with each other. But to the average person, you, you see graffiti, you automatically assume that street art. Like, what's the what's necessarily the difference? Well, graffiti consists of a lot of vandalism, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of vandalism, like just tagging, mm. putting your name everywhere. There's like a term called getting up, which is just getting up, putting your name everywhere. Mm. Like, a lot of graffiti writers, they call themselves writers, isn't it? Mm -hmm. They're very, like, they've kind of got that hooligan mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they think that street art is a bit of a sellout thing, but it's a bit, I don't believe in it, personally, in it. Because street art and graffiti is all spray paint. Okay. I think they just have the same amount of value as each other. So, like, what, what, what necessarily, like, differentiates, like, me drawing a piece of graffiti versus me drawing a piece of street art on the wall. There's not, in my opinion, there's not much difference. There's not much man. difference, all right. Nah. It's just like a lot of graffiti <laughs> writers just think that when you start doing like massive murals, it's not as cool. Mm. I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I think, you know? do you know what it is? I think like as a culture as well, like not even just street art graffiti, like even if you look at music, right? A lot of people be like, oh, I preferred this artist when they were underground. Oh, I, I preferred, well, I, I preferred when things weren't mainstream. Do you think, like we as a society, we don't, we kind of like to be gatekeepers of stuff, yeah. and we kind of like to take ownership Absolutely. of other people's mm. art? I think um, a lot of yeah. people have this thing where, when they know artists that no one else knows, they feel so good about themselves. Mm. So it's like, yeah. let's say Brent Fires. Everybody knows him now, but there's going to be a certain group of people that are going to be like, yeah, but I knew him when he before. I knew him before. His music has <laughs> changed. But when I listen to his music, I don't really think his music has changed. When it's like, if I say of like Chloe X Halley, I knew them when they were doing YouTube video. I'm not going to go out there and say, yeah, but I knew them when they were doing this. Oh, you guys are new people. I just find that stuff cringe and just weird. Like, shouldn't you be happy that these people are getting new fans mm. and like more people are listening to their music instead of like saying, oh, I knew them when, I knew them when they were doing this, blah, blah, blah. I feel like because a lot of the time those fans feel like the artist is compromising their sound yeah. for the new like fans that they've gotten. So then that's why people, oh, I miss it when they were like... Mm. They were older. Yeah, I get that. You can tell when there's a big difference between their sounds. Mm-hmm. But it's like when there's not really that much of a difference. It's like I don't get why you will bring that up. But there are artists that do change. Like when they get signed to a label, it's like their label wants them to like push out this type of music, and it's hard for them to keep doing <coughs> the old type of music. So some of their fans move away or they stay with them because they're loyal. But they're like, this ain't the music that you was mm. making before. I feel um, like certain people want to feel like they have exclusivity over certain things that they feel like. I know and other people don't, so I'm better than you because I knew beforehand. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not that serious. <laughs> to play devil's advocate, don't you think people are just like, 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 um, Zach said before, like people are just 
protective of like the art that they like. So they yeah. don't want necessarily um, the artist, whether it be musically or um, just like actual painter, to be influenced by like trends and the mainstream mm-hmm. um, stuff. So maybe people are just like, you know what, I'm hesitant. For- it's subjective for each person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's, just look yeah, at, let's look at music, for example. When a musician starts to change their sound and like the older fans that have been there f- from the beginning, they start to notice that they're like, oh, I don't like this because the reason why I started listening to this music could be a lot deeper than another person. Mm. So, go on. Yeah, I'd get that. And also, it's a thing where with art and music <coughs> especially, it's like everybody grows at a certain point. So everybody likes to experiment different stuff. But it's always about, it always comes back to being true to yourself. You can always be true to yourself and also grow at the same time. So learn different stuff. Let's say um, Scissor. She started off with um, Zed. Was it Zed? What Z, was the first? Z, Z, Z. Z, yeah. And I don't think that her music has changed that much, but it's like she's still experimenting different stuff. Let's, okay, her new music is definitely not like her old stuff, mm. but I feel like she's still being true to herself in a way. So I can't say I miss when you was doing this because it still sounds like you're still the same person. Mm. Yeah, and and we'll, like this, this is a question to everyone. Do you ever feel like, because we're, we're all various different creators? Obviously, Delphine's a videographer, Zach, photographer, Jason, photographer, shown as an artist. Do you ever feel like trapped by like, let's say, people will expect certain things from you? People will expect you to paint a certain way. People expect <coughs> you to um, shoot videos a certain way. Do you ever feel like, do you know what? I'm kind of being trapped by the image I created, or do you feel like, do you know what? Whatever I put out my supporters are going to F with it. Do you get? Do you understand the question I'm saying? Do you, do you feel trapped by your own, like, I, like the identity that you've built for yourself? Do you ever feel trapped by it? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Delfino, you nodded. In a way, like, there's a lot of pressure, like, as a filmmaker, right? Because mm-hmm. you see, like, everyone uses the gimbal. Yeah. Everyone uses slow-mo. Mm. Like, these, a lot of clients want that, man. When you work for clients, specifically, mm. like, they have certain expectations of you. Obviously, they're paying you, innit? Yeah. Like, the industry, you know? Like, because as a filmmaker, you start off making videos, then you build up. But yeah, man, I, I feel like sometimes it can trap you, but it's also a mindset thing, innit? Because mm. you just got to make... Like, it's good that you brought up Brent Fires, for example. Yeah. Like, he's getting he's getting recognition he deserves, innit? Obviously, rightly so. Especially how you dropped that, so I don't know if you listed most recent song. Show you off. I haven't listened to that. I haven't yet. listened. The last song I listened to him was. I've heard it. It's a good song. Oh, it's a good song, yeah. It's an amazing video as well. I like it. Yeah. He dropped it on like. Yeah, the video is beautiful. International Women's Day. You know what I mean? Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I know beautiful that. video. Like, and he stays true to himself. You know, mm. he doesn't fall to the expectations of like a lot of other musicians do. You know. What I mean? mm. So I think he's a good example. It's good that you brought that up. Yeah. What do you think? Um, do you know what? It's, 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 I don't necessarily feel trapped by certain things, but sometimes, like, even as a consumer, right? Let, let's go back. Since we're on music, let's stay on music. As a consumer, like, you expect a certain sound from somebody, and when somebody deviates from that sound, it's going to be like, oh, that doesn't sound like mm-hmm. what they used to do. And, like, as a con- like, as a fan of, like, their old albums or their old projects, sometimes you can feel as a consumer, like, damn, am I, like, why are they deviating from their sound? But, it's a balance in that because you have to allow artists to grow and develop. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes so, so it's, a, it's a balance in that because sometimes you're, you're stuck between if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Versus Lend- do I want to grow? 
Yeah. And do I want to experiment and challenge myself? And then how do you find that balance as a creative? Like, how do you find the balance between, you know, appeasing, you know, people that mess with you and, you know, performing at the level they expect you to while still being able to challenge yourself and push yourself to new heights and new levels? It's like, what do you call it? I feel like a lot of people I've been seeing on Twitter, a lot of be- people have been talking about how they want Beyonce to go back to her old sound. Mm. <coughs> I can yeah, s- I can say like I'm tired of the whole pro black movement and stuff with that. I'm I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm just saying like that type of music. Like I'm just tired of it. Like we know you for doing crazy in love, baby boy. All them type of music, like them pop party songs, like them nice music. But yeah. sometimes, like yeah, you've pushed yourself. You tried out different stuff now. Cool. Now it's just time for you to just have fun with your music. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm, I'm I might get slated by the Beyonce stands, but it's what it is. I wasn't like the most. What was the most recent project she put? The out? Gift. Mm-mm. Black is King. Black is King. The Gift. Mm-mm. I want to like, and and obviously like she wanted to experiment, and I appreciate her, you know, dabbling into different things. You know, some people say, you know, she put a light on Afro beats. Anyway, she didn't do that. But anyways, she, uh, did, not. she did not do that. <laughs> Afro beats been existing for time. But um. I digress. I, I like I understand that creatively she wanted to challenge herself, and you know I respect that, but. Me as a consumer, I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, <clears throat> I like that. I like the stuff that not necessarily you did before, but I like the um sound you built for yourself. And and but on the other end, if I look at it like, let's say if somebody says, let's say if the rare podcast expands and does different type of content, mm-hmm. and somebody says we don't like what you're doing, I can understand as exactly. a creator mm-hmm. how frustrating that is because it's <coughs> like, right, I'm trying to do something new, but you lot are pigeonholing me into well, one thing. Yeah, but there's always gonna be like one mm. group of people that are always gonna love your old stuff yeah like the stuff that they literally came um like started standing you for like started supporting you for mm-hmm. so it's like there's always gonna be that type of person out there so mm. you can't please everyone but it's all about just pleasing yeah. yourself if you know that this is the type of route you want to go down you want to grow you want to experiment different stuff just push yourself to do it just remember you're doing it for yourself exactly. at the start yeah anything else i just feel like i feel like you have to make art that you like Mm -hmm. if you like it and you love it then that should be the the ultimate goal because i was listening to um uh interview jasmine sullivan and she was saying like why it took us so long to put our new project because she Mm. was saying like how her last album was so good and obviously people wanted her to top that and she just felt the pressure of like i don't know if i can do that Mm. when i'm growing as a person and the music i want to make is going to (coughs) change but people love my old stuff and they worked with it so hard but I'm changing as a person and she just felt like trapped in a certain way. That's why it took her so long to make new music. But the new music that she made was 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Exactly. But See, this is like Bryce and Tiller. She, she did well. Yeah. Like everybody's been pushing Bryce and Tiller saying, oh, we love Trap Soul. We want you to go back to that. He did Sorry. Was it Sorry yeah. Not To Bother You or something? Or Sorry To... S- mm. Something like that. Well, Nobody yeah. really liked it. And but I feel like sometimes that can be quite... Yeah, sometimes that can be quite negative because when like fans are constantly pushing people, make this again, make this again, make this yeah. again. like... I was in I was in that place in time at mm. that moment, and I made that music at that time. I'm not mm. that same person anymore. Even mm. if I haven't grown like in my sound, I'm not that person I was five years ago. So it's like I'm not going to make the same music. So I think people are quite like, what's the word? They're just unrealistic with their expectations. Mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I have to add to that because I think they still need to appreciate their growth as a person. Because people are not the same back throughout the whole life. So I don't can't like with the whole Beyonce comment like I'll go back to how she was but how old was she that time she's now how old is that three kids she's going to grow and develop as a person so you can't keep like wanting her to go back to how she used to be because she's in general even as artists like me for example 
I'm not going to keep doing what I used to do when I was in year six and six or more people that I want, mm-hmm. but I'm going to explore and keep progressing. Like in life, you just can't keep in the same position just what other people like. You actually got to do what you want to do. If you actually don't like it, don't do it. It is what it is at the end of the day. Mm. I think, what do you call it? People, I think people try and pigeonhole you to doing the same thing, like with art, same yeah. art you're doing. Like, I feel like they don't actually support you that much because, mm. like, mm. Your people who love you want to see you grow, innit? They want to yeah. see you grow, and if you're That's a true it. fan, you love that mm. person mm. for who they are and the music they make, innit? Mm. So I think, true. like, yeah, man, love you when you love someone, you've got to let them grow, innit? Yeah, hundred percent. It's important, like, yeah, yeah. Dolph, um, I wanna, I wanted to ask you because you, I watched your live the other day, and you said, um, you were talking about the numbers game, social media numbers game. Do you ever feel? Have you ever caught yourself? you know, you've put out a piece of content, you vibe with it, and you look at the numbers and it's like, why isn't this doing what I think is? <coughs> How does that feel as a creative when you, you know, you've put blood, sweat and tears into a piece of content or work and then you put it out and then the numbers don't necessarily reflect what you wanted it to be? Or do you not play the numbers game at all? Like, how does that process work for you? Bro, that's a good point. That's a really good question, man. Like, it, it has affected me in the past a lot. Mm. Definitely. 100%. Especially now with TikTok, man. People making these, like, six-second videos of stupid stuff. Mm. Sometimes They're funny. Most of them are funny, but, like, they'll get, like, six million views. Mm. So many. And then you put, like, hours and hours into a piece of work and, like, it doesn't get as much recognition. Like 500 views or something. But then, like, was like was mentioned, like, previously, you've got to make things that you love. Mm. And if you genuinely love it, it mm. will reflect in your work. Mm. And then the people who actually support you will. But yeah, numbers game did affect me, but not anymore, man. Not anymore. Not anymore, no. Yeah. No. I'm going to make art for myself mm. and I'm going to inspire myself and the people around me. And that's the mm. way I see it, man. And that's what I realized like when you do stuff for like the numbers and to get people to like follow you, the views and everything, you lose interest in what you're doing mm. because you started doing this because you love it. Let's say photography. I started doing photography because I liked it and I wanted to like capture stuff from my eyes. But if I care too much about how other people see it or if it's getting enough likes here and there, then I'm going to be like, if this one doesn't get up to like 20 likes, I'll just delete it. And it's like, that's not the way you're supposed to move with like your art. You you started all of this for a reason because you wanted to do it because you had the love for it. So you just need to like, just forget about all of that, all the likes and that. Because Instagram is hard. Because the way people be getting likes and views on Instagram, it's just like you're looking at yourself like stupid. My work is so good. So why am I not doing it? Stop, stop. Yeah, you have to follow an algorithm. Algorithm thing is really getting on my nerves. I don't understand. Can they just make Instagram what it used to be? Just post and go. I don't. I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, so you got to post like five to ten times a day. Yeah, and you have to have like engaged people commenting, and then the likes don't matter anymore, and it's it's just too much. Wait, like, somewhere anymore. When did it Apparently not. Apparently it's about comment and then there's people who post it and save it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's about saving? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post, share, um, save, comment. Stupidity. <laughs> so, yeah, all of that stuff. Apparently likes are like at the bottom. So wait, how do you find this information? Like, let's say somebody, you know, wanted to know about, you know, there's pages on Instagram now. People are making pages. Yeah, there's pages on Instagram. On how to like get yeah, that's what I saw it. I'm like the fact that we're yeah. even having to make pages like this is just mad. 
Yeah, to get engagement up. It's like, what, what is going on now? Yeah, I remember on Instagram, on? you just post. Your friends will see it. It will be at the top oh. of the feed. They will yeah. see it. But now people are saying, oh, I saw your work from two weeks ago. I'm like, why are you seeing on your feed now? Do you think Do you think the whole algorithm stuff kind of hinders, limits creativity because you kind of got a, you know, cater to, you know, what's popping right now and then maybe the content that you wanted to make, you know, yeah. you hold back on that because yeah, you know definitely. it's not going to, you know, engage the audience or do you just... Just say, F it. I'm going to put out what I put out. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Like, ha, ha. Especially if you, yeah. Go on, go on, Shana. That's me right now. Like, mm. at this point, if you like you don't, you don't. I don't care because I tried. Like, one good week here, but it's a lot, you know. Like, mm. you ain't going to see some people like making a whole group chat for this shit now. Like, <laughs> do you want to enjoy my influence for group chat? Do you want to? What else is there? Yeah, man. Get me to 10k followers. Get me to. Follow for follow. I can't. Oh, God. Yeah. These, these, there's rules as well. There's rules in this group chat. People are insane. But there's rules in the group chat. There's rules. I saw one particular. I said, no, you are joking. Wait, rules? Wait, wait, wait. There's rules. Like, like, break down some of the rules. Fandom, just me as on ropes. That's what simple is. What kind of society is this? Man said rules for influencing. <laughs> and oh. it's mad they make you like the thing that Instagram is doing with their algorithms is like now they're making you stay on Instagram every single day. So it's like you have to post in order to get up to the top of your feed. And some people don't want to be on Instagram every single every day. day. And that's just Honestly. jarring and just stressful. Yeah. And it and it either what you have to do especially with especially with you want to create content right what you what you have to do is this you're gonna have to make quick content right quick content you can just throw out like that microwave content essentially yeah. or you're gonna have to like let's say dedicate an entire day to stockpiling a ton of content to release throughout the week and you know people have lives do you know what mm. i mean like the, the people have lives and i'm not saying that's impossible because people there are people that you know manage to do it but it definitely requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice mm -hmm. and definitely yeah and the sac and sometimes you think is the sacrifice worth it because a lot of people are making content that they might not like exactly and they might be pushing back the stuff that they do want to make just to get their visibility out there and then when they start making the content that they do want to make people are gonna be thinking like raw i didn't know you made these type of stuff yeah well, you're switching up yeah yeah exactly. like, this is what i wanted to make in the beginning anyway yeah no, Fiona, it's a loaded question, but let me ask you. No, there's one, there's actually one really good, like, digital artist. It's called mm. People. Okay. Making one digital piece of art every day for 13 years. What? Even before, like, social wow. media. Wow. One piece a day for 13 years. And he's got to do it before 12 p.m. in it, obviously. What is that? So that's, I'm assuming he said for 12 p.m. That's something he self-imposed onto himself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big up him. What's yeah, his name he, again? People. People. B E E P L E. Mm. He did. I don't know if you know about NFTs, like digital, like Heard digital art. Yeah. How to There's this thing where it basically protects digital artists' okay. art from getting stolen. Okay. And he managed to rate. He managed to get like he sold one of his pieces for like six million dollars. <laughs> and six million. Him and five other artists recently just raised sixty-three million dollars for environmental, like climate change and stuff so mm. Sorry, that's a bit diverting the question, no, no, it's I fine. Just that they, they need to send that to me i need to change my environment yeah but he he talks about that man he talks <laughs> about how it is difficult to do it 
it's been difficult to do it for yeah. 19 years. Especially. 100%. It's, he says he can't focus the amount he wants to make each piece amazing because obviously he has to release one every day. Mm. So, yeah, there is a huge sacrifice involved. Mm. Definitely. That's why I find like when I come to do my collages, yeah, mm. <coughs> like some pieces might take me like 20 minutes, 40 minutes. And then one piece might take me like three weeks. Mm. And I'll start it and then I'll just pick at it. And when I feel like oh, maybe I might mess it up, put it away, sleep on it, leave it for a couple of days, do bare other ones, and then just go back to it. It's just whenever like it feels like it has to be done because you can't rush that stuff. Most important. One thing I like doing, yeah, and like I'm, I don't, I wouldn't upload something if I didn't feel like, not even like, because people upload everything, like the scraps, the process, everything like that, which is like amazing. I love people who do that. But like, I love looking through my Instagram feed because it's first and foremost, it's content that I like to make. Mm. And like I always say like to people, make things that you would love, like make things catered for you mm. always, first and foremost. Like whenever I make anything, mm. it's like, what would I want to see on the gram? Yeah, that's literally it. Like mm. whenever I make content, it's whatever I'm like, what would I like to be looking at when I'm scrolling through Instagram? Yeah. And one thing I like with the people who like follow me is that I was very, I was very nervous to upload the first collage I done of the Dave one I done back last year. Yeah, very nervous because here I am, just someone who does photography, mm. venturing from something mm. digital into something completely physical, going to mm. a whole new space, and bro, the support that I've gotten from it has been incredible. My <laughs> gang shit. True, <laughs> That's why, because you're sick. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Tell him again. But, um, nah, like, it's, I, I don't know, like, what, like, where I'm going to go with this, mm. but just, like, making things that you want to make is like, extremely important. Like, not learning not to burn out and never putting too much pressure on yourself mm. unnecessarily. That's the worst thing. You see that pressure? Where does where do you think it comes from? Do you think it comes from like comparison? Do you think it comes from like definitely? Mm. Definitely comparison. When you look at all your age mates around you, like with 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 twenty two, you know, when we're looking at a lot of other people that you know, yeah, good for you. You're doing like very well for yourself, and all that pressure that comes down to us because you're thinking, raw, everyone's the same age as man doing all these things, and where's is this happening for man? Mm. But it's a thing even younger, like 100%. Even younger, the opportunities that, like, for example, when we were 18, yeah, 18, 19, the opportunities that 18, 19 year olds are getting now, hey, don't even get me excited. I'm my little brother. Oh, <laughs> big up, God. Ashley, brother, fam. I said, sponsored, sponsored by Jim Shark. Jim Shark, you know, yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> oh my god, this little boy is just putting pressure on me. Like, I'm, I'm what's the word? Copies of the word, but just it's just rude because like my mom's like, um, actually, what are you? What's going on? I'm like, we're not the same person. Yeah, yeah, I hear that still. But I feel like it's a mindset of like, don't get discouraged because just because it just because stuff popped off for another person doesn't mean your time's not coming. Exactly. It just yeah. means that so that's the thing that I think people like get um, carried away with because like you'll see other people popping, it's like I'm doing the same thing. Like, where's when am I gonna? Like mm. get to the same level, and then it's like, oh, uh, I'm not motivated today because I'm feeling down because other people are doing it and I'm not, and it's just 
Yeah. It's a bit mad. You can't, you can't, you got to view your craft as like a life sentence. As in like, yeah. life sentence is like time that you're happy to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's, yeah. like you have to be able to sit like every day, like this is a life sentence for man. You'll never, the, the journey is like, what do you want out of this? Mm. I'll find out when I die, I guess. Mm. Like that's the journey yeah. of life. That's the, wherever this chooses to take me. That's the reality, that's the reality of it. So, yeah, yeah. I think I feel like it's a good like having gone, Dre. Oh yeah, no, I just wanted to say like the only thing is, is that you should always compete against yourself. It's like what can I do better? Like what have I done that yeah it was good, but yeah what can I do that'll make me like elevate? So it's always about don't look at what other people are doing. Stay in your lane because everything happens for a reason. You'll get to where you want to get at in due time. But it's like the only person you should be competing against is yourself. So how do I get better with what I do? Let's say if it's painting um photography um filmmaking anything like that it's just like new editing skills um new ways i can take pictures like take inspiration from different places but don't be looking at them places and saying oh why can they do that but i can't do it because mm. we can always do something we can always learn yeah. something from someone yeah. and that's what we have to do just keep learning from other people instead of envying them yeah and don't copy people yeah you know, i've seen copying and it's just like bro I understand that there's, there's a difference between inspiration and imitation because mm. this, this, is, this is not you and I can tell because you're not doing it very well. But like, yeah. but like we said before, like it, it goes down to people playing the numbers game because a lot of the time people imitate what they think works. Trends. Ex- yeah, yeah. Trends. definitely. But then trends. it's disingenuous because then it's like, that's not you. Mm. So like I can tell that this is not the art that you're supposed to be creating but you're just popping on the trend and... At the end of the day, it's not doing it very well because people who actually enjoy it and that's what comes out of them naturally, they will do better at it. It's like yeah. it's like it's like a lot of people like a lot of people will come to me and be like I want to do YouTube and that's I, I always encourage people oh to create. My I always encourage people to create in it because it's like you know what like YouTube is a bad place. Get mad. I'm so sorry. No, he was like he was like, I want to start YouTube and I always encourage people. Okay, if you have a passion, stuff and do it. But it's like. Yo, like, are you gonna be discouraged when your first video does ten views and you thought you were gonna do one k? But see, that's exactly a lot of people do jump on YouTube just for the views because they see other people on YouTube and they're like, yeah, they're big. Let me do the type of videos that they're doing. It's like, you need to start stuff that you actually do want to do. So, like, let's say if you want to do YouTube, don't be doing like all them quick videos. Like, what do you call it? Body counts on smash or pass yeah, all them oh stuff. My and what do you call it rating this um who who can give the best head like <laughs> stuff like that like, a lot of people are bad I'm so sorry the, the, the amount of YouTube videos that I've seen in people's video comms I'm like it's just madness like they will just be doing and the thing is when you look at your YouTube like I make YouTube because I want my parents to see I want my family to watch it <laughs> you know why are you doing there? stuff like that then you're like on no. YouTube oh, I don't want my auntie to go and tell my mum so you, why are you saying stuff like this you, and you're on big big youtube talking about giving head do you know what i mean do, do you know what i mean it's yes, like yeah, man, how face. to find the mm. you, oh my god but it's like yeah the content lives forever it's like can you look back at this even for like can you look back at this in a year's time and say i'm proud of that do you know what i mean and obviously you know as content creators we all have pieces of content we, we may dislike or we may not like but some of the stuff people are coming on Big inter, not even international YouTube and saying it's like, bruv, this is gonna live with internet. you. This is, this is gonna live with you, you know. <laughs> like, cool, you said the madness 
to get views in the video. You've got the views. <laughs> Are you prepared oh, to deal with the with, with what comes with them views? Because guess what? Especially in this time. Especially, especially in this, this time. Especially in this time. Because guess what? If you're Ooh. out here talking about the madness in your video, people are gonna come to you for a bag of madness. And they're gonna be out here saying stuff like, "What do you call it? Oh, why is this auntie snitching on me? Why are you putting that stuff on YouTube? You're snitching on yourself." It's like the yeah. thing is, you could be transparent with your supporters and that. I don't mind, but it's like there's so much information that doesn't need to be put onto the internet. Like there's Literally, too much. Like, I was watching Nella Rose yesterday. Yeah. And she was talking about how like, she put a new video out. She was talking about how like her old video, she wanted to bring back her old, and this is a sidetrack, but she wanted to bring back her old videos and then she was like messaging her friends and like asking her, let's do this, let's do that. And they were like, it's just not the same anymore because like people just chatting there and like everyone always has something to say about other people's opinions. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just not, mm. it's just not going to be the same vibe anymore. But that's why. And then it's disingenuous because it's just everyone and their mothers doing them kitchen Nella Rose videos. Uh-huh. Everyone and their mom. See, that's why I get. Like, you know on Twitter when Q&A. people say stuff like, oh, Nella Rose really influenced a lot of YouTube, new YouTubers now. She did. I actually understand no, that. she did. But people be saying, oh, so you're she saying did. that KSI doesn't exist. No. That's not the YouTube we're talking about. We're talking about the YouTube where everybody's in uni. They're saying, <clears> oh, let's go to the kitchen. Oh. Let's get random oh, people in our com that we don't know to be in this video and it's evolved, talking nonsense. It's evolved. Dude. Like, but that's yeah. another thing. Just because you're bigging up one person doesn't mean you're down in another. Mm. Mm. I remember like 2012 times, the big thing, Q&As. Mm. That mm. was the big thing. That was, was Q&As. Yeah. Dilemma. People like A online who do like oh he was the best. They were ask A's back in the day. He was BBM times. What? He was funny. Oh, the good old days, man. Them ones were in the YouTube video. He put he put his pin right at the bottom of the of the video. We went on a tangent, but can we touch on the evolution of just YouTube? Because like what like fab? Oh yeah, yeah. When YouTube, yeah, was like. The skit era where people were just Crazy. doing comedy skits. Fam, I remember there was this American comedian. Um, his name is This is a commentary. And he oh, had, oh my god! He had the funniest content ever. Fam, Watermelon, Dre, um, the Ghetto, um, Trey Melvin, the Ghetto Lullabies, Christmas, um, Family Reunions. This guy was funny. The Destiny Child thing with the Barbie doll. No, I'll never forget the um, um, the Christmas. The, the Christmas one where she what below joy to know she turned my man that's right and then the babysitter one yeah the baby's always talking about your son oh, God. oh but like I can't even say that was, stuff there was just and even the YouTube um I mean in the UK stuff you had oh. um but um what was that Sam Smoke, bad man smoky ah. barbers don't jealous, don't jealous me. me like the ever and then, then you yeah. went from like man them on the wall Adol's apprentice listen Adol's no I saw it Adol's apprentice yeah terms that's one of the greatest like comedy series ever because people are still memeing it to this day to this i would day. watch it every single day to this, day to this day people are still <laughs> memeing that to this day and that came out like what eight seven years ago i remember it was in secondary school wow and then you went from that era of youtube to like what was next was it um, um wait what was it i think I, I think i think that's when the like, well at least for the mandem that's when the fifa youtubers started popping out around like, when did ksi come out that's like what ksi's like what uh, 2012 2012 2011 2012 2013 prime prime yeah years. and then obviously <coughs> all the in school just wanted to hop on football and then vlogging and stuff came big yeah, i love vlogs. watching vlogs vlogs at like 2014 mm. oh i love a vlog yeah. and then you know them people that started breaking into haunted houses on abandoned yeah, places the hot, the abandoned video. house videos and then the pranksters outside what was it troll station did anybody yeah, ever watch them station. they were oh. good oh bro wait, wait, when was the westfield era god fucking 
the Westfield oh, era. Oh, 2015, oh, no, 2015. Like 2015 times. I hated going Westfield, but oh, I do love watching oh, the videos. Oh you see them Westfield videos. <laughs> They're yeah, yeah. so stupid. East and always these 15 year olds talking the maddest stuff. Like, like, Grounds are like 12. They'll be like, they'll, they'll be like, uh, so, 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 what type of girls do you like? <laughs> 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 I only like light skin girls. I only like light skin See, I want my light skin thing with a big black and Snapchat slidings, oh my messages God. to your ex. Gosh, oh, the way so, 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 if you had one message, what would you say to your ex? Ban my ex, she got head <laughs> back in the day. You know what would be a big problem now? What, yeah, best friends on Snapchat. Oh, good, why. Do you remember that when people used to see their best friends yeah. on Snapchat? So who yeah. you talk to the most? Oh, what? people could see. I remember oh, people could see that yeah. back in the, this is like old old Snapchat before yeah. it got all commercial and that. Yeah, like when you click on someone's name, has all the like I had like three or four of your best friends. Yeah, like, this one. <laughs> if that happened today, so many. Oh no! Some draw draw now. Draw now. <laughs> you know them and the copy and paste messages to girls. <laughs> Fam, <laughs> you'll get exposed, fam. You'll get caught more. You'll get exposed like Derek Jackson, fam. Do you know what I'm saying? Fam? No, Snapchat was alive. It was so alive back in the day. Snapchat was different. Snapchat was different. Like, um, streaks. Oh, he used God. to ping people back. Oh, yeah. but Every day. But yeah, it's like, well, what that trip down memory lane taught me is that like every, there's always going to be a new quote unquote trend. There's always going to be a new yeah. thing. But what, allows these people like nether rolls like the a dots to resonate with us is because they came up with concepts to them that was authentic to who they were do you know exactly. what i mean before ned before like what nether is a pioneer in terms of like what she did for the youtube genre because everyone is eating off her plate when it comes to that type of mm-hmm. social video because exactly. we've never seen it like, who yeah. thought of that before we've never no seen one. it but in terms of that but what i say to the upcoming youtubers is that Obviously, you can pay homage to her. You can do what that. You can emulate some of the stuff that she does. But if you're doing it just to replicate her views, don't milk exactly. Don't milk it. You're overdoing it. You're overdoing it because then you won't get views. Ruining it, and you won't get views. And you're being disingenuous to yourself as an artist. If like, if you care about like everything you do, like has has to start with love. Yeah, has to start with an idea that you had and you think, okay, cool. Like, how can I fill this gap in the market? How, what can I do that separates myself from the others? And touching Yeah, on that, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. You need to make it different to everybody else because mm-hmm. you can't literally just imitate and use the same questions, mm-hmm. the same setup, the same lighting, the same wigs. It's like, bro, can we just the same wigs? The same wigs. <laughs> well, AliExpress, yeah. yeah. I said what I said. AliExpress. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're going to switch it up and add your own stamp in it. So you it's different. Because why am I going to go watch you if I can watch Nella Rose? I'm just going to go 100%. watch Nella Rose. It's funnier. And the thing is, is like, I've deeped it. A lot of people... They force their like personas and their person like their the way they act on mm. YouTube. That's one thing I don't like. If you're going hey. to do a YouTube channel, like just make sure that you're realistic. Like this is actually how you are in real life. Because coming to Nella Rose, a lot of people said she's literally how she is in her YouTube videos in real life. I want to touch. Because she doesn't force anything. I talked about brand identity. Let me, mm. let me circle back to Delfino. How do you keep like first of all, I want to ask you like your origin story. So you spoke about Justice being your origin story. How did you get? Like, what inspired you to pick up a camera or pick up a pencil and say, do you know what, this 
is the craft I want to dedicate myself to? It's a loaded question, but yeah. Man, I just like yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> now break it like you break it down to how many. I've said this yeah. already, but like skateboarding again, mm. and that that revolves my whole world, man. Okay, literally, literally, just that and like. I just want to be around music like 24-7. Yeah. You get me? That's why I make music videos. Because I just want to be around music all the time. Mm. All the time. That's like one of my biggest driving forces. Okay. What's, what's a day without music for you like? What would it be like? I don't know. I, c- I can hack it for a day. But then after that, it just gets a bit like, I don't know. feels a bit empty, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But music's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, nature, you know, you just have to tap into the sounds around you, innit? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I today I didn't even listen to music on the train, like, I wanted uh-huh. to just like try something new, innit? What, just go in a what? So, no music, just listen to the sound of the tracks. Oh, well, I was reading a book, innit? Okay, but like, <laughs> still, like, yeah, man, I wanted to go back to that point you lot were talking about, like, copying and imitating, innit? Mm. Go on, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, there's a I think, like, I don't know if you've seen any of Slow Ties music videos. Yeah, Slow Ties Cold. Like, the rest who make all of his videos, mm-hmm. they basically take scenes from different yeah, movies yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. recreate it. Yeah. They took oh. a scene from Lahaine. I don't know if you've seen that. The no, French film. I remember they took a scene from, um, I think it was Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's American, they're an American cycle as well. Yeah. Like, that's a brilliant way to reference something mm-hmm. and mm. pay homage, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're, you're literally like, like, in one of the shots, He's looking at a mirror, and in the background there's the poster of the actual film yeah. that scene's from. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool way to <coughs> reference something and not steal it. Yeah, put your own twist onto yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So like, because yeah. <clears throat> what would you say to people? Yeah, that let's say you're influenced by a certain someone. We'll go back to YouTube. We'll, we'll just use Nella again. They're influenced by Nella, and they want to emulate that style. How? Like, what advice would you give to an upcoming YouTuber that says, "Yo"? I want to start YouTube. I want to make videos like Nella Rose. What would you say to them in terms of like, okay, make videos like Nella Rose, but how, like, for me, what I tell someone is, okay, you want to make videos like a certain person, but what do you dif- do different from that person? Mm. What do you do different from Nella that will set you apart? Because I think- Don't force a lifestyle that you can't compete with. Mm. That's, that's mm. like when, if you, if you said you want to be a YouTuber, again. like don't, don't try and have a lifestyle that, like of these like other people like people generally like appreciate the the come up <coughs> if they if they're here for the come up they'll appreciate the come up in it mm. but don't do anything to compromise your integrity yeah that's <laughs> extremely important authenticity i think that's true i think people reveal too much about their lives man mm. uh, oversharing oversharing bro when you win yeah oh that is a thing when you win sometimes it's best to win in silence you know mm. what I mean? Take it in by yourself. Like it's the same thing with losing. Sometimes when you lose, you don't want to share your loss with everyone. Mm. But the same thing goes with winning. You, sometimes you got to win in silence because there's a lot of people that are jealous. A, a lot. lot of people. People you think are your friends, and then they're acting a bit like you know, what mm. I mean? trying to steer you away. Mm. See, that's why they say like when you get opportunities, don't tell people straight away until you actually have secured the opportunity and yeah. like you've done it. Then if you want to tell people, tell them because <coughs> one thing I believe in is evil eye. I do believe that there's people out there that are praying for your downfall. Like there's a lot of people Absolutely. that'll just be watching from family, like, no, nah, they don't deserve that. 
they don't oh why do they get that stuff like that like you just need to be mindful and careful like who you tell your business to like social media has become a thing where everybody wants to share everything every little thing they got oh i got a job interview they share it uh on someone dm me uh, they share it why do you think that's so though where do you think this oversharing culture has come from because I don't, because I, because I don't know, in it, because like it's very weird. Because even back in the early days, of like social media has been here for like almost like as a whole, probably over a decade from Facebook to this to that. But yeah. like I've really seen, especially on like platforms like Twitter, like people be really like divulging information that we didn't ask for. I think it's people, people want to stay relevant. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say that. They want to stay the, relevant. Hundred percent. So like oversharing is like saying every part of yourself is like everybody's talking about you or not everybody is not, not a celebrity but people are talking about you all the time people are seeing what you're doing so you're always in their mind i think people always just want to feel like other people want to know what they're doing when you know actuality sometimes i don't really care what you're doing <laughs> we have but, the, but the thing is there'll be like accounts with like 150 followers mm. and then you'll be saying like what happened to you in September fifth last year, I'm like, what, we like what? Yeah, like, story so, time. And it's like, story, <clears throat> like this information should be taken to a therapist. Like, and I, 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 and I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I or feel, the police. I feel like a lot of people, like, I think I advocate for therapy a lot in it. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. hard to finding a therapist is a hard thing to do. Like sometimes, in it. So if anyone in the comment section you know, has information on therapy. We'd love to have you on the show. We'll just talk about that. But that's a separate episode for a different day. But in terms of like, I feel like a lot of people are whole, are going to social media with their trauma and, you know, letting people on social media, media diagnose their problems before they've taken actual oh, care to do it God. themselves. And it's like, that's a very dangerous thing to do because you're, you're allowing people to have commentary on things they don't even know. Strangers. Strangers to have common, do you know what I mean? You're allowing strangers to influence your life in a way that they should have no influence on your mm-hmm. life. But mm-hmm. and and I feel that's the dangerous part with oversharing of social media because you're presenting information to people, and this could be something that's very rude to you, but to everyone else, entertainment. And the thing is, like, even and YouTube, also, oh, I'm like, even YouTube, especially a lot of American YouTubers, mm. the way they will be sharing their relationships and everything, every little detail of their life on social media, the next minute when they get into a breakup, they're like, to everybody, all their subscribers, you guys don't have the same relationship, you guys should not be speaking about it, but it's like, you came onto YouTube and no, you showed up me yourself. everything beforehand. Exactly. So <laughs> you allowed like, us access. Of course, people are going to have the same when you break up with someone that's been in every single video for the past three years. Mm-hmm. And like, you've spoken about every little thing. Uh, first period with my baby father. <laughs> um, first pregnancy. Like, <laughs> Americans are so mad. <laughs> They are, you know. I mean, they have no. That's the thing. They have no shame. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> si- I mean since we're here, we might as well, we might as well dive in. The whole, the, the whole Derek Jackson situation. You might as well dive into. Don't lie, I didn't to, even know who that man was. Basically, for those for those who are unaware, Derek Jackson, he's a self self entitled relationship guru person. Um, you know, he's he's very strong on you know black men being there for our women. You know, man, them we shouldn't cheat on our women. We oh, should that's protect, the oh the uncle. Oh, uh, protect our that, wives. That body, yeah, yeah. Should protect on. our we should protect our women, which is which are all good messages. Recently, Wasn't he even mad last week on the TL? It was last week, innit? Yeah, oh, yeah it was last week. video. Yeah, so basically... He cheated on his wife. Yes, he, he basically <laughs> came out publicly and said, I am a man, I made mistakes. <laughs> and then he used God. 
Use God I'm, and I'm, forgiveness. I make mistakes too. And um, <laughs> um, me and my... He was holding, his wife was holding his hand in the video. <laughs> his wife was holding his hand in the video. Yes. And he was gripping at the dear line. And, you know, he was just here saying, you know, basically I cheated, but, you know, as a, and my thing is that, you see, your brand identity is very important. You can't yeah. represent a brand that, you, that that's not you. Too, too much passion. Too much passion. Too much passion. Do you know what I'm saying? My hands go everywhere. But anyways... <clears throat> You can't represent a brand that's not you. Um, and you talking all of this stuff about, you know, you know, pointing the finger at other people, other people's relationships when your home isn't in order. And I feel like there's a lot of that on social media, point, people pointing the finger and saying, you know, look at my life. Look at what I'm doing with my life. And really their life's in disarray. People like to put up an image <laughs> on social media. Disarray. And I just feel like, yeah, that, that whole situation, even even the part, do you see the part where he was reacting to his own video? That was wild. That was so, hilarious. He, wait, wait, what? Yeah, do you not see it? Wait, so, wait, wait. So wait, he reacted, he, he made a reaction video to the cheating video. He said apparently a lot of people wanted him to do it. And he, and he spoke about himself in third person. <laughs> he even, no, he, was he grilling didn't. His yes, wife. he did. He was grilling oh. his wife saying, oh, she should have oh, said this, she should have done that. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was on. <laughs> Can you see the madness? That's just men. Y'all. It's very it's weird. A different breed. It's very weird, but 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 but, but like we say, but like we said before, it's about not like I think personally, he did that for numbers. Yeah, definitely. The, the react, but yeah, first, definitely. First and foremost, yeah, we live in a society where cool. He's done the madness in his relationship. The only people that should know about the madness. It's are him. the people in the relationship. Oh, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he's I'm come angry. to explain to us his infidelities. Like, people who have no say We don't life, know him. don't actually care. But the Why problem, are you telling us like we always have... Saying, we, they always say, oh, we owe it to you guys. We owe, You don't owe nothing to us. We're not in the no, relationship. <laughs> do you know... No, do you know why I hear when they you say that? You owe your wife to be faithful. How about that? Do you know why I hear when they say that? <laughs> because they've shown us everything else. You might as well show us this. <laughs> oh, you might as well. You've but, shown us everything else. You, you do, do you know what I mean? You might as well throw this. Because my thing is, when does it? Be, when does the line stop between, okay, you know, I want to give you guys insight into what I'm doing versus I'm just going to expose my whole life. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, 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 and, I, and that's the balancing act of social but media. But one thing he didn't really I realize. Think when it, no, sorry. One thing he didn't realize is that him doing this video has opened up so much abuse to his wife now. Because people mm, are going onto her yeah. page, picking up pictures, saying, "Oh, no wonder why he cheated." Oh, you don't, you look like this. Yeah, you don't about dress her look. good. Mm-mm. It's like she's getting more heat than he is, and it's just weird. Like, See, that's what I'm weird. saying. I feel mm. like if, when you share personal information, it should be, it should only affect you and yourself. Because so when it goes bad, if and when, mm-hmm. it only affects you. But when you share information about your relationship with somebody else, that can negatively affect them. I think that's just too much because obviously now people are bullying his wife telling the wife that she don't look good and that's why he cheated and it's like because you cheated and now you want to put out information now people are bullying me uh-uh she don't deserve that innit exactly. no she don't she doesn't deserve that at all people don't deserve like the repercussions of someone else's actions man. Mm. you got to be very careful with how we act I was talking to Yak about that like a while ago like especially on social media when you've got a presence you've got to be very careful Mm. By the way you act, because it has repercussions, isn't it? On those that you love and your family and everyone, isn't it? Even you, just as an individual, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you could put out, you could put out something, you know, in the heat of the moment, 
that could compromise you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we spoke about, I mean, months ago, <coughs> back in, you know, back when we, back when we were all in lockdown, like we spoke about, you know, the whole cancel culture stuff and, you know, bring people bringing up old tweets and whether, whether we agree with people bringing up old tweets or not, like the stuff you put on social media stays there. Yeah. It stays there. So like we have to be mindful. very mindful and diligent of the stuff we put out there because especially if you represent a brand, because the moment you put yourself out there, the moment you show your face and you have something attached to it. Your public property. Exactly. That's why people be making friends and they're just like finding out people's businesses, where they live, everything, the school they went to, just from a click. Like your whole, your government name is there, you're saying nonsense. Of course people are going to find you and get you fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need to be careful with that. So like, how do you, in terms of like, accessibility, in terms of like, the people that support you, like, do you draw a line to how accessible you let people be? Because Jason, you have a you have a massive following on Twitter, innit? And on social media in general. Like yeah. obviously we can all we can build relationships on social media. I think that's a beautiful thing about social media. You can build relationships, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even Delfino, that happens <coughs> on social media. But yeah. like, how much access do you allow people into you? Do you be like, okay, we're only communicating on a business level or we'll commute like where do you find that balance if that balance exists? Wait, so is it like the way I show myself? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, like weird to I always said to myself, I have a private account anyway with people that I know personally in real mm. life. Like they can see my tweets where I want to tweet about personal stuff. But it's like, if it's on my main account, funny tweets, my photography, my videography, just normal tweets. I don't want people to know too much about me because it's like, we don't know each other in real life. Mm. Like I've grown up and my parents have always told me, like if people don't know you from outside... Like mm-hmm. if they're not friends with you, they don't need to know about your business or your life. Like speak when necessary. Mm. Yeah. So um, in certain situations, it's just best to speak when necessary to speak. Exactly. Because you can't just ha- be having people just be hearing how like you you roll as a as an individual. It's just like not even being private, but being private is like the best thing in a lot of situations. That's simply because like having people know too much. The more people know about certain things, the more more vulnerabilities that they think they, they, they can take from you. That's quite important. Like once people know more about you, they think, oh, they, they can notice small vulnerabilities in yourself that they think they can take advantage of. Doesn't need to happen. And people... And the more opinions that other people have as exactly. well. And Unnecessary pe- opinions. <laughs> and people yeah. think they know you. That's the funny part. That's the worst part. That's the, that's the worst part. That like people Ooh. see a public figure... And be like, I knew she was like this based on what she posted yesterday. And you don't like all you're doing, Ooh. yeah. And and of course, like I'm, let me, let me not be a hypocrite. Of course, sometimes it is fun to feed into the drama on social media. Of course, but you have to remember these these are actual people, and you do not know them. <coughs> so you write in a dissertation uh, and a psychological theory about this person doesn't necessarily make sense of course if they've done something mad and it's public information of course you can comment on that mm-hmm. see it's like the kylie jenner thing mm-hmm. like, we just literally this week oh, um her friends so her close friends um other friend was in hospital and he put out go if me she posted it on her story mm. saying oh, okay you but he wasn't even support. her close friend and then the, the amount thing. of paragraphs i've seen on twitter people saying oh she's a bad friend i always knew she was like this how can you do this it's like a whole paragraph twitter just you don't know. she was number one trending then she had to put out a statement saying, oh yeah, I don't know the guy like from Adam. Like, I don't know this person. It's my friend's Yeah, like friend. we're not mates. Like, I just put out his thing to help him. And then now all them people like, you need to go did. delete your tweets because it's silly because you people are saying, oh, but you're a billionaire. You're not helping out your friend. Oh, your bad vibes, this, that, that. 
I'm just like, you're too fast. That's the thing. Like, you don't need to speak on stuff That's the thing. People are too fast. Stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the, that, that's kind of the blessing and the curse that being a public figure provides. It's kind of like, people, like, like when, when you win, there are going to be thousands of people to celebrate you. Yeah. When people think that, you know, you've effed up or done something bad, they're going to be more, like, probably more people to criticise you. And that's kind of like... That's the game. It's, it's it's sad that it's like that, but it's the reality of the situation. Like, and mm. this is why, like, you have to kind of, of course, social media can bring you opportunities. Social media is a tool at the end of the day. Like, it has its good and it has <clears> its bad. You see how just as quick you can get it, just as quick you can lose it. Facts. That's just as quick as everyone can get as successful as they want to be through social media. Social media ain't real. Like yeah, we all use it. We all know what that me of. <laughs> Go on. That one guy on that white guy where he blew up because he put up this, this um freestyle, and then they're literally the next day it came out that he said the n word in the past. And then oh yeah, oh, yeah. He went from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought sorry for me though. <laughs> what did he? What, that was what did so he funny. Say again? I don't even know. He was talking about black girls or something. Yeah, no, basically, yeah, yeah. So he, 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 he said something about black girls or something. Yeah. And then he went from everyone gassing him to everyone slating yeah. him in about 24 hours. That was so funny. Did ZZ Mills interview him? Yeah, ZZ Mills. ZZ Mills. Yeah. 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 ZZ Mills. Grilled him badly. Oh, I was like, oh, I thought, like, on his case. like, I remember, like, there's a quote from Batman that summarizes this perfectly: "You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain." And that's the case on social media. Twenty-four Ooh. hours, he became a villain. Yeah, you, you will become <laughs> like twenty-four hours. And this is why you always have to like go back to like what motivates you and what drives you. Because if it's public acclaim, if it's that, you're gonna go mad. Like, you can't live for that. You can't like it's it's not sustainable. Like there will be a day where people will turn on you for whatever reason, they will turn on you, justified or not. So you mm-hmm. have to have something to fall back on. Even we spoke about Nella. People turned on Nella last year. Yeah, the council. Yeah, like, yeah. like it happens. Like even the most prominent figures in the world will have their days. But if you always have something to fall back on in terms of like, okay, I w- I'm doing it because I love this. I'm doing it because this is a way for me to. Um, feel creative and just get a lot of the stuff I want out of my chest in an artistic fashion, that's fine. Mm. But if you're solely doing it for the acclaim of others, trust me, that fruit will expire. <laughs> that quick. will expire quick. And then you're going to be left thinking, right, like what happened? And you, then you're going to start doing controversial things for the sake of clout. Um, who's that person? Uncle Ed. Oh, oh Yums. Yums oh, rise yeah. and fall, man. That rape thing that he did in the shower. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then Uncle Ed is doing that. Tra- what he's doing wild. That man are doing wild things. That Ever since the whole um he added um Daily Mail in the Stormzy. Yeah, thing. I thought that was And he didn't delete it. But what when, happened? Um Stor- when um Chipmunk dropped a video of Stormzy pulling up to his house like six months ago and then Uncle Ed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and added um Daily Mail's and then everybody was just saying like delete this and then yeah, you just edit. it. Daily Mail. Yeah, he added yeah. Daily Mail. Basically come basically like look at this, look oh, what's what? going on. Oh no, because obviously uh-uh. I, I, think he, I think he tried to be funny, but we all know like what Daily Mail does when it comes That's to like funny. black Especially public Stormzy. figures. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of like Stormzy and everybody, yeah. Uh-uh. And again, this this speaks to a whole other thing, but controversy marketing is just it's not a thing. Like con- like marketing mm based on controversy trust me like it's it's not fun <laughs> it's like it's it's not gonna it's not gonna bring you the flowers if you think of course you're gonna get hits people 
as a society, we kind of like not love negativity, but we gravitate to negativity. So of course that type of content there will garner an audience, but is it the audience you're prepared to deal with? Because mm-hmm. do you want to, do you want to, con- that's a very opinionated audience you're going to be getting a response from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a question, please? Go on. Do you think we, are, well, just to everybody, but do you think we as consumers can tell, like, when somebody is doing it for, like, the right reasons or when somebody's doing it for clout? Because I feel like sometimes you can. Yeah. And sometimes I definitely you can. can't. <coughs> I feel like mm. I can. Yeah. You could just tell by people, like, there's some certain people that you can just tell is forced. I don't know why, but I can yeah. literally just tell from, like, the get-go, yeah, this is forced. Mm. I don't even want to be bad, man, but it's like, you know how everybody's doing up black queens and all that stuff. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I can tell sometimes when it's forced. Performative, man. Like, let's be it. Let's keep it up. When you keep doing it, when you keep saying, oh, I love my black queens. Like, you wake up in the morning, yet my black queens. Even black women have said, yo, stop calling us black queens. Like, it's jarring. It just sounds like, My black queens. But yeah. It's a little bit performative and a little bit like, okay, we get it. Like, okay. Yeah, I feel like you got to try it, but just, feel, just, just, no, I feel like you can tell that he's he's genuine and like who isn't, especially like just scrolling through, just looking through people's work, like how it sounds really mad, but how people, how much pride people take in their work, like when you look at mm. the the type of content people push out and whatnot, like you can you can put through like a scrap piece of work, like it's just planning work, but even the detail in terms of how you want to put through an idea, all of those things is kind of like how you carry yourself as a creator. And obviously people have different ways of doing different <laughs> things, but I feel like when, remember when we were talking about earlier, when it's, it's very hard when people like have ideas to be creative and it's not thought out enough. Mm. It's very hard, like, mm. like, especially like as a creator myself, I know how much planning I go into when it comes to me doing a project. So when someone comes to me with a project, like, oh, I have this this new prospect that I want to do, you might have thought about it, but have you really thought about it? Most likely not. Mm. And I don't want to put that on them saying, no, you haven't, but it's just a thing where it's just a quick thing to fill in a void for whatever thing, but it's a long-term game. Like, as long as you know that you're going to have to be doing this for the next 30 years before you know maybe you, someone might start giving me my flowers. It might happen before then, but if you're willing to know that it can last a whole lifetime, you've won. Like, that's it. As long as you know, like, this, you're in this for the long-term game and you're going to be 50 years old, 60 years old, still doing this and be known as one of the best to do it. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think I think people can tell when it's genuine. Like we're, we're smarter than we think. You know, people can tell when it comes from a, from a place of, like, love and resonance. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think now more than ever, I don't know. I feel like there's been a big shift, man. People, a lot of people are starting to come into themselves more, starting to understand who they are mm. and starting to understand what they want to achieve, especially now during lockdown, man, when it's been so insecure, like insecure times, isn't it? Mm. I think a lot of people have just gone into themselves and done some like deep soul searching. Not talking about everyone, but a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. So like the genuine stuff is does shine through, and it always will shine through. For mm. sure. Definitely, this has definitely been a great conversation. Brilliant. Um, final thoughts, um, Delfino. Like, what's the fan? Like, what's the if you could give like a short message about what your art is about, what your craft is about, like what message do you want to put out to people that view your stuff? Like, what what would you say? Well, 
our ethos as Delfino Productions is mm-hmm. like collective evolution through film and animation. Mm-hmm. We want to eventually get to the point where we can provide, you know, equipment to people who are less privileged and teach them storytelling mm. through the visual format. Because there's loads of people who live in like dire situations who could portray their situation better than their local media. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that and just trying to convey um, the message of like duality because I believe in like transient nature of life. Things don't last forever. So I just showing the beauty in the imperfections. Mm. Yeah, that's I'm still refining it, but that's kind of the direction I want to head towards. Like, there's a Japanese Zen thing called Wabi Sabi which is like nothing is perfect, nothing is permanent, nothing is finished. Mm. It's basically like finding beauty and imperfection. So yeah, like eventually get into that. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. having you on. It's a pleasure. It won't be the last time. Definitely. This has been a dope episode of The Rare Podcast. Very dope. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow our individual accounts, you know. We've got individual accounts too, but follow us. Um, We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and we're on YouTube. This has been The Rare Podcast. We are signing out. Deuces. Catch you in the next one. Peace. Y'all niggas got me hot.